questions put down and the house after the service will have a point where you can ask your questions. Psalm chapter 90, the verse 4, scripture says, Teach us to number our days that we may incline our hearts unto wisdom. Another version says that teach us to number our days that we, that we will get a heart of wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. And most of the times when we are uh, being told that your days are numbered, we feel we are being insulted, we feel we are being cursed, uh, and then suddenly we get offended, suddenly we get bored, suddenly uh, we are filled with fear. If someone should tell you right now that your days are numbered, you realize that, oh, you are filled with some level of fear within you. Now you see, in actual fact, our days are numbered. Whether you like it or not, our days are numbered. And there is nothing you can actually do about this. Whether you like it or yes, everyone in your life will have a last day with you. Follow me carefully. Whether you like it or yes, everyone in your life will have a last day with you. And this is something you have no control over. It is God himself who has destined it to be so. That everyone in your life, at some point in time, they will have a last day with you. Hallelujah. Amen. However, we have to equally find solace and security in the fact that we know that God knows best. Knowing very well that God who knows best knows when we are going to depart from the earth. He knows how we will depart from the earth. He knows the time we will depart from the earth. He knows best. We have to find security in the fact that this same God will not allow us to depart from the earth a moment before our time or a moment even after our time. He will make us depart from the earth at the exact time we are supposed to depart. At the exact time we are supposed to depart. That is when he will make us depart from the earth. And we have to find that kind of comfort in that word. The book of Matthew chapter 4 the verse 22. Scripture says that if he doesn't shorten the days, no flesh will be saved. If he doesn't shorten the days, no flesh will be saved. And he goes ahead to say, but for the sake of the elect, the days will be shortened. Or but for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. In other words, you are the reason why the calendar is moving so fast as it is right now. It says no flesh will be able to be saved if the days are not shortened. Then he says, but for the elect's sake, the elect are the believers, the elect are the children of God who have given their life to Christ. He says, for their sake, for your sake, the days are being shortened that you will be able to be saved. In other words, if the days have been prolonged again, you even as a believer will not be able to make it. So for your own sake, God makes the time short that you will be able to be saved for your sake. 
You are the reason why the calendar is moving so fast. Then again, we are not only talking about the calendar of a year. We are talking about even your own life, your lifespan, your age. He says, for the sake of the elect, your lifespan also is being made short that you will be saved. That is why even in this dispensation, we have a lot of people dying at a very younger age than they used to die. So this scripture is not only talking about the month or the days of the calendar. It's talking about the life of men. When we see 20 year old is dying, 25 years, now we see most of the obituary, most less 25 years, 26 years, 30, 32, 35. And you wonder what is going on on earth right now. And it seems as though in those, in those days, people don't die at other time. Now, even when people die at, the, at 50, they feel like it's a plus. Or 50 waiting. <laughs> or 60 old. He's done more. Or 70 old. But that's not the case. God is personally shortening the time people have on earth for their own sake. Look at that kind of things that are going on in the world. And if people are supposed to live longer, some of them will even lose their faith. Because some people, after they gave their life to Christ, it took them a while for them to even depart from Christ and begin to give themselves to other doctrines. If they had died before that time they met that doctrine, they would have made it to heaven. But now that they have, they have met this demonic doctrine, they are departing from the faith of God. Are you here? And scripture says, for the sake of the elect, the days are being shortened. It's the doing of God. Yes, not mistaken that sometimes the devil shortens the lifespan of certain people. Too. But it is your own decision to allow the devil allow that lifespan to be shortened. Are you with me? As much as our days are numbered, there are some people who equally have fallen so much in love with the earth. They have fallen so much in love with the things of the earth, with their shoes, their property, their cars their house, what have you. And as a result of that, they have forgotten that their days are numbered. To a point where if Jesus Christ even comes right now and says that, let's go to heaven right now. Some people will tell Jesus that give me some time. <laughs> they will say, oh, you give me one week. Just like Ezekiel. Some of you seated right now, there are some new clothes you have you want to wear. You have a date planned for some event. You have some party to go to. And that if Christ should come right now, that oh, let's go to heaven, you say, oh, wait a while, I need to fulfill this vision. God, wait a while, I've not married you. Let at least let me marry before I go. I've not, I've not bought a car in front of you. Maybe at least buy a car before I can go. You wait a while. We are falling so much in love with our visions, our resolutions. The things of the earth that we are not even concerned about the fact that our days are numbered. We are, we are no more. We, we, are, we are so focused on the fact that I need to get this done in this month. I must get this in this year. I must get this. That we forget that our days are numbered. That we are supposed to even investigate when we are getting closer to those days that are numbered. Are you with me? Yeah. Scripture again says in the book of Matthew twelve thirty six. That every word that proceeds out of thy mouth, thou will be judged. Every idle word that proceeds out of your mouth, thou will be judged. So every one of us here will be judged by the word that proceeds out of our mouth. Every one of us here, whether online or in person, will be judged 
that the 24 hours we all have been given, everyone has equal right to time, 24 hours. And we will be judged according to the 24 hours we've been given. So what did you then use the 24 hours you were given? What did you use it for? What did you use your time for? As our days are numbered, we must seek to fulfill the responsibilities that God demands from us. Not only for us to equally fulfill it, but to help others fulfill the responsibilities that God demands from them. What are the responsibilities God demands from you? As your days are numbered, before the time that you depart from the earth, what are the responsibilities that God demands from you that needs to be fulfilled? The money you have that God has given to you, what are you using it for? The gifts, the talents God gave you, who has it impacted? Which soul have you won with the gift God has given you? Whose life has the gift God has given you be transformed? Go through within yourself. Who has your life impacted? Who? The gift, the talent God has given you. Who has your life impacted? Which soul have you been able to win? Now when we get to heaven, someone will come forth and God will say, for the sake of this one, this is your reward. Who? We are all waiting for a crown to be given to us in heaven. And yet our crowns are people in heaven that we are able to save. We are able to lead them to Christ. These are our crowns. The people are our crowns. They are our heritage. They are our rewards. Oh my goodness. Our days are numbered. Some of us just don't have an idea of how our days are numbered. And how fast the days are moving. And how the times and the seasons are changing. The book of Psalm 138, verse 8. I want us all to read it quickly. Open it. 138, verse 8. The book of Psalm, chapter 138, verse 8. If you are there, shout glory. Hey, come on. If you are there, shout glory. glory. All right, one, two, let's go. Let's read it. I can't hear you. Or one, two, let's go. I can't hear you. Psalm 138, verse 8. Let's go one, two. So the Lord will perfect all that concerns you. For his love and kindness endures forever. And then he goes ahead to say in the last clause that he will not forsake the works of his hand. God will not forsake the works of his hand. Human beings are not the only works of God's hand. Other creatures are the works of God's hand. And he says, he will not forsake these works. And then scripture tells us how that um, 
he said that even the birds of the air don't have a profession and yet they have food to eat how much more you so he says he will not forsake the works of your hands of his hands you are the work of god's hand and he says that he will not forsake you you see when god created man he gave man bread and after giving man bread he looked upon everything he has created and he says this is good in other words this is perfect this is complete he saw everything he made and he says this is good so when god created you he created you as a perfect person he called you perfect when he created you he called you complete when he created you but after making us perfect complete in him scripture says again he doesn't forsake the works of his hand why would he have to still be working on us when he says we are perfect he should have forsaken the works of his hand if we are perfect because if i'm made perfect then i should be able to operate without the enabling of my creator are you here but he says that we are made perfect in him we are good we are complete and yet he doesn't forsake the works of his hands so which perfection is he talking about here it means that god equally still have maintenance culture going on in our lives when at any point in time of our life god still perfect us if as perfected as we are let's say we have an iphone here and the iphone is being made perfect by the creator or the manufacturer but at some point in time the manufacturer brings an ios which you need to update the phone for more features are we okay yet the phone is made perfect are we okay in that same thing god has made us perfect but he still goes on to perfect things that concerns us there are three things that god does for us many we are saved two we are being saved three we will be saved one we are saved two we are being saved three we will be saved so number one we are saved what then is being saved what then is being saved it is our spirit when god created man and made man perfect even before adam had to go mess up and then man became imperfect and then christ jesus brought us perfection when a person gets born again what is being made perfect is his spirit not his body not his soul are we here when we say you are born again what is being born again is not your body and that's why nicodemus asked jesus if you want me to be born again shall i enter into my mother's womb again and be born again and jesus said now are we here so what is being born again as a believer is not your flesh not your body neither is it your soul 
but it is your spirit. It is your spirit that has been born anew and being made afresh and being made perfect. And that is why, even though your spirit is being made perfect, you sometimes stumble, sometimes make mistakes. Because the flesh is not perfect. And yet you are in this flesh with a perfect spirit. The soul is not perfect. Yet you have the soul attached to the spirit, which is being made perfect. So when you got born again, your character did not change. When you got born again, nothing changed about you except your spirit. And that's why Paul said, the things I didn't want to do are the things I find myself doing. And the things I want to do, I do them not. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. For the spirit is perfect, but the flesh is imperfect. And as a result of that, there is a conflict between the flesh and the spirit. So the things I will to do as a perfect spirit, as a perfect man, I do them not. Why? The flesh becomes a limitation to the perfection of the spirit. So we stumble and fall, not because we are not perfect, but because we are perfect, yet our friend, our habitation, the house, that which we dwell in is imperfect. Are we okay? So what is said is the spirit man. As scripture says, for all has been made new. The old is gone. You have been made a new creature. For you to be made a new creature, your eye did not change because you became born again. The size of your ear did not change because you became born again. Your head texture did not change because you became born again. What changed when you became born again was your spirit. So whatever problem you had with the flesh will still remain. But then again, we are being saved. That is where the soul comes in. We are being saved. In the numbering of our days, we are being saved. God is still working a work of perfection in us in these days that are being numbered. We are being saved. What then is being saved if the spirit is already saved? Our soul. Our soul is what is being saved. Not only our the way we see, the way we sense, the way we feel. No. It also has to do more with our intellect, the way we think, our thinking pattern, our character is being worked on, is being perfected. So we are perfect. Our spirit is perfect. We are being made perfect. Is our soul being made perfect? The perfecting process we are taking through, we are going through is for our soul. So even though your spirit is saved, but there is a salvation still going on with your soul. When God begins to work on your spirit and on your soul, in the book of Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12, it says, He called some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some evangelists, and teachers for what for the perfecting of the saints to equip them for the work of the ministry mind you the saint that the men of god are 
listen to is for their perfecting or their perfection. But the question here is that a saint is someone who is already perfect. A saint is one who is born again, who is holy, walking right with God by the influence of the Holy Spirit. Yet, Scripture says, for the pastors, the apostles, the teachers, the prophets, evangelists are being sent to the saint for their perfection, for the perfecting of the saint. So the men of God are being sent to perfect the perfected. Do you understand this? The fivefold ministry is sent for the perfecting of the perfected. What, what level or what kind of perfection again will the perfected need? I am already perfect in Christ. What other perfection will I need for a man of God to be given unto me? I am only perfect. Scriptures, we are perfect in God. So why again will you send me a man to make me perfect? It means there is a different kind of perfection that the saint has received, that the saint must undergo. But that one doesn't take God to do it, it takes a man to take you through it. Are you here? For perfecting the saint, to equip them for the work of the ministry. My duty as a man of God in this house is to help you perfect your soul. And that is why even through the teachings that you've received over the years, it has shaped your character to some point in time. Now some of the things you want to do, the way you want to react, but you remember the message and then you pause. Are we here? Why? Because if you hadn't listened to this message, if you were not equipped by these messages, you would have done that which you wanted to do. Are we here? My duty as a man of God sent by God to you is to equip you for the work of the ministry, but first to perfect your soul. To help you is equally perfect your character. For he says, I have given you leaders according to my own heart desires. For you obey the leaders, for they are watchers over your soul. Our duty is to watch over your soul. We are watchers over us. My duty in your life is not for your spirit, but for your soul. Mainly for your soul. The spirit can be included, the flesh can be included, but the main thing is the soul. For the perfecting of the saints. For the men of God are sent to watch over your soul. So your, your soul is being made perfect on earth. You coming to church every time is a process of perfecting your soul. But your spirit is already perfect. The perfection process we are going through right now is for your soul. Your way you, the way you think, the way you do things, your character, the way you sense, the way you see, the way you smell. Are we here for the perfecting of the saints? To perfect the perfected. Okay. The book of Psalm again, 139. Psalm chapter 139, the verse 12. And I read. Even the darkness hides nothing from you. 
but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. He said that the darkness hides nothing from God. And to God, both the day and the darkness are alike to him. <laughs> in other words, God sees clearly in the dark as he sees in the day. God sees clearly in light out as he sees when light is on. God is not a man whose eyes are not able to see when it is light off. <laughs> God sees clearly. Scripture says the day is the same as the night for God. And that is why he sleeps not, neither do we slumber. Because every day is day to him. There is nothing like dawn, there is nothing like evening, there is nothing like night to God. All is day. Are we okay? The day, afternoon, evening, night, dawn, morning, they were created for man, not for God. All these things were created for man, not for God. It was created for man so a man could be able to number his days. So a man will not, after this time, this is the number of years I have left. This is how long I have lived. And perhaps, by what my, the signal my body is giving me, this is the number of days I have left. Teach me to number my days. That I may incline my heart unto wisdom. So the other time where you off the light to do things, the other time where you were in the dark doing things, the other time where you were lying, the other times where you were saying things that no one was around, and you think God hasn't seen you. He's, he was he was right there looking at you. He was right there looking at you lying. He was right there looking at you messing around. So you might have all the light for men, so men cannot see you. But the light wasn't off for God. Proverbs 15, verse 3. The eyes of God is everywhere, looking upon good and evil. So when we are doing things, and maybe we are stealing, and we think God is not there looking at us stealing, he is there. When I'm messing up and you think God is not there, he is there. He even speaks to you. He even speaks to you in those moments. But you decide not to listen to him and you ignore. And thank God for choice and will. And that is how come we are going to judge in this number of days. He sees in the dark as clear as he sees in the light. There is nothing like evening to God. and see like God. 
Because when you open your eyes, you begin to see distractions. But when you close your eyes, you begin to see like God. Because all you see when you close your eyes is darkness. But in that darkness, you see beyond. And when people are, are able to perfect their sight like the sight of God, they don't need to close their eyes before they can see like God. Their eyes can be open like how my eyes are open. And we still see. Are you here? But to some extent, for some people, they will need to be able to close their eyes to see. And that is why when you dream, in your dream, your eyes are closed before you are able to dream. So when your eyes are closed and you are asleep, you have a dream, you begin to see like God. You begin to operate in the realms of the spirit. Because what? Your eyes are closed in darkness. Darkness is a moment of sight. It's not a moment of no direction. Darkness is a moment of sight. Darkness is an opportunity for us to be able to see like God. So in your number days that you have, that you feel it is that darkened for you, that you don't know what next to do in life, it is an opportunity for you to see like God. that we are going, you will need to open your eyes clearly and have your questions put down. Then again, the book of Psalm 129, the verse 14. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to be saying something that some of you, I pray for understanding for you. Psalm 129, verse 14. He said, I will confess and praise you for you are fearful and wonderful and for the awful wonder the awful wonder of my birth wonderful are your ways and that my inner self knows right well just awful wonder was my birth the awfulness was placed that we talk about the intensity of how wonderful your birth was. The day you were born, before your, your days were beginning to be counted, to the day you will depart from the earth, is this. I don't usually say you will die because I don't believe in death. Because it's not actually death, it's just departure, it's just transition from locations. That's why you will hear me say departing from the earth. Okay. When our days are beginning to be counted, before death we have to be born for our days to begin to be counted. On the day you were born, not only was the doctor there, not only was the nurse midwife around, not only was your father or your siblings around to witness your mom give birth to you. The reason why it was a wonder when you were born was because angels were present. God was present on the day you were born. When your mom was giving birth to you and you were coming out either from the womb or from the other part of your mom, the angels were beholding the wonder of childbirth. They were beholding the perfection of beauty when you were coming up. Oh, I wish 
We had a TV show we can play a video of how childbirth takes place, how the baby comes out of the womb of the mom. And that is an awesome beauty. The day you were born was clouded with perfection. No fear. Even if it is the other form of giving birth, even the act of the daughter, even the doctor even cutting you up, opening up your womb and bringing out the baby is a wonder. And the angels sit around and they are watching. The, the angels are always watching this childbirth taking place, and they are not only will your the mother. Or your mom come up and say, do you know how I suffered and I gave birth to you? Do, do, do you know what I went through giving birth to you? Do you know? And all the mother see is, in God, the pain, the sisters and what have you they went through. But there is an awesome wonder that you ought to behold. That a baby was placed in your womb as a clot of blood. Semen entered into the womb of a woman and it began to form itself. Liquid entered and suddenly the liquid began to have bones. Out of nowhere, the liquid began to have eyes. Out of nowhere, ears began to pop out in that liquid. How did that liquid begin to solidify itself to have bones? How did that same small liquid begin to have veins? Begin to grow nails? Begin to even grow teeth? Scripture says it was an awesome wonder for you to be born. The day of your birth was an awesome wonder. To an extent where your guardian angel was even ready. He couldn't, he couldn't wait to, for you to be delivered so he could be handed over to you officially. Angels were present at the day of your birth. And we're beholding this awesome wonder. Not only is the earth waiting for our manifestations as the sons of God because we are a wonder on our own, but our birth on it, the day you were born on it was a wonder. That day, that day was a wonder. Angels gathered because of him. Who are you? The angels had to gather. And make sure all things go right for your birth. Whether you are born again or you are not born again, angels gather for you. Before your days even begins to be counted on earth. And to prove to you that angels were around on the day you were born, and your guardian angel was handed over to you on that day. Officially, do you know children have their own language? When children meet and they read and they read their book, they understand each other. It is not a language that we understand as adults, but we were once speaking that language. <laughs> and at the point we forgot that language, yet we were once speaking that language as adults. That language is the language of the angels being taught them. There are diverse languages or the tongues of men. And there are tongues of angels and there are tongues of God. There are tongues of spirits. Angels have a language they speak. They don't speak in tree. 
they don't speak in English. They speak in English when they are talking to us. But when they are talking to themselves, they don't speak in English. They don't speak in Spanish. They don't speak in German. There is a talk of the spirit that told her to speak. When children are speaking, they're not speaking tongues of men, they're speaking tongues of spirits. And he says, only children can inherit the kingdom of God. Because until we become a child, even when we enter the kingdom of God, we cannot even understand the language of the kingdom. But children do. Children are being taught how to speak by angels. Every child sees angels. Even you, you once saw angels, but you just don't remember. You once played with angels, but you just don't remember. See, sometimes you can see a child, and it's also the child is playing with toys, and the child is just um, speaking whilst playing. And you think the child is just playing with toys, and he's just speaking. The child was speaking to an angel. The angel was visible to the child and they were playing. But to you, nah. Why do children give sleepless nights to their parents usually at dawn? Of all the days they can be awake and cry and do all sorts of things, why do they scream most of the times at dawn? The level of understanding of men will tell you that it was because they are hungry. No. So when they are hungry, you pick them up and you press them. It's not because of hunger. No, no, no. The spirits. Both good and bad. Both good and bad. Every child has an angel and grows up with an angel. Either they are born again or not born again. Every one of them has an angel. Whether you are a Christian or not. And we grow up with that angel. I'm not saying that the angel, let's say the angel is like Kofi, and then the angel grows up with you to that same level that you are. No, 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 no. The angel is already old. No, 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 no. And the angel is giving God's will for you. And the assignment of the angel is to help you fulfill God's will for you. The angel will not help you fulfill anything outside God's will. The angel has an instruction. Everyone is being given an angel. So as you are here, your angels are with you. And again, to prove it to you as a mature human being, there are sometimes when you are home alone, or you are in a room alone, you feel you are not there alone. Sometimes you feel something is with you. And sometimes you just want to come up because you are scared. You see, we, we are, we've conditioned ourselves to think that when we send some spirit and we don't know what it is, it's evil. No. There are days where you can be walking and you hear your name. You tell no one is there. No one is calling your name. No one is even speaking. There's no noise, but you hear you hear your name. And you think it may be an evil spirit and you begin to pray. No! Your angel is giving you a signal. Some of the angels want to talk to you. They just want to give you a signal that they are with you. Sometimes you can be there and your heart just beats. You think something evil is about to happen? No, 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 no. It's a signal from the angel. But we don't know all these things and we condition ourselves to evil things. But it is an indication of the angel of God present people. 
There are some days where you can be dreaming and you don't even know how to even wake up. You are struggling and suddenly you find yourself awake. How do you think you woke up? Your angel was present there. Do you know as you are currently, you have been teleporting without even knowing?
How did they know? We are being taught by desperate and indesperate, and yet we want them. Some people will tell you the song I sing, I even get them in a dream. Just recently, this guy was interviewed with uh, this square, uh, not good boy, the other one. And he, he was saying that he doesn't, he's not talented, he's gifted. He says he's not talented, he's gifted. He's not talented because he doesn't write any of his songs. All his songs is he gets them in a dream. Even the beats. He gets them in a dream and then he begins to position them now down when he wakes up. And that's how come he's able to get hits. Hit songs. Even someone who's not in court, born again, is able to access the spirit in that level. I told you some of these things in the spirit are not for only born again believers. They only give us an advantage, yet every man can have access to these things. Let me end it in this form. Let's move quickly to the, to the book of Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Verse 15 to 16. You need this one to carefully. It says, My frame, my frame, that is the human body, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors. You were embroidered with various colors in the depth of the earth. So you know human was made out of the dust of the head. Okay. Verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance and in your book all the days of my life were written before ever they even took shape when as yet there was more of them. Listen. Simply put, he says that my frame my frame was not hidden from you. Your human body was not hidden from God. Even though it was molded in secret. What is the secret? Your human body was molded in the belly of a mom. In secret. No one saw it. But yet God saw it. God saw every process of it. At what point will man begin to number their days? At what point does God begin to even number your days? Do you know that your birthday also is not even your birthday? The day you celebrate as my birthday, my birthday is coming. We do photo shoot, we do achievement stuff, and we celebrate our birthdays. It's not even our birthday. Do you know you are even older than your age? I will teach you according to scripture, not feelings. Not opinions, but truth, according to the word of God. Okay, let's take it slowly. He says, <laughs> He says, My frame was not hidden from you. He's talking about a human body as a frame. So the human body is not you, but a frame. It was not hidden from you. Now, if your age is, let's assume you are 20 years. You are actually not 20 years old. You are 20 years plus 9 months. Because your friend was not born the day you came out of your mother's womb. Your friend was born when your father's semen entered the egg of your mom. 
So if you are to count the day your, your body was born or your frame was born, it was the day your mom took seed of you. So nine months plus your age. I have 25 years plus 9 months. Some people are waiting for their children to get one year and they'll celebrate one year. Others, two years, they'll celebrate two years. Others, uh, seven years, they celebrate the, the year of perfection for their kid. What about this? Five years, the year of grace for their kid. What about this? But some people are even waiting for one year. The kid has already gotten one year long ago. Because nine months plus the one you are asleep. The day you call your birthday, it's not your birthday. It's the day you were actually outdone to the head. But not your birthday. The day you celebrate as your birthday is an outdooring to the head. The outdooring you do, the christening you do to give the name to the child is not an outdooring. What really is the outdooring was the day you were born out of your mom's womb? That is the outdooring. And to prove again to the fact that the day you were born is not a day that you call your birthday. But that's not how old you are, it's because again, your, your frame is formed first before you are put into the frame. Are you here? Listen to me carefully. Your frame is formed first, your human body, the flesh, the body is formed first before you are put into the body. And that's how come sometimes. There are some people who are able to even give birth and the child is lifeless, the child is not responding. Why? The frame is intact, yet there was a failure for the multiplication of the spirit to enter the body. Are you here? But where is the spirit? If the frame was successfully framed, where is the spirit? Scripture says, in him we live, in him we move. In him we have our being. When God created man, he formed man of the dust of the earth, the Adama. When God formed man, man wasn't Adam, man was Adama. Man was earth, man was dust, Adama. When God gave bread to that man, God was giving bread, God was giving Adam, God was pouring Adam out of himself to Adama. And that is when the Adama became Adam. We are all older than our age, according to scripture, not according to me. Jeremiah said something in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. God said, even before you became a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. Listen, Jesus, God said, even before you became a clot of blood in your mother's womb. I knew you. Even before the semen entered the egg of your mom, God knew you. Why did you exist before he knew you? Where were you living before God knew you, before you were formed in your mother's womb? You were living in God. The same way Adam was living in God. And yet his body, his frame was being put down. And then God now gave birth to Adam. What your mom did was to give birth to your flesh. 
But the actual person who gave birth to you was God. And that is why he says, I am the father even to the fatherless. He's not only talking about when someone loses their parents and then they become orphans. No. He's even talking about when you were in him. When you even have an earthly father or an earthly mother. He was your father. And he is your father. Your, yourself, your spirit is older than your body. What is 30 years is not you. What is 30 years is your spirit. You are your spirit. What is 30 years is not your spirit, but the flesh. The body is 30 years on earth, but the spirit is even older than 2,000 years. The spirit was in God before it came into the frame. So even before you became a clot of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were formed, even before your parents even thought of having intimacy, God knew you. Do you understand this? You are older than 2,000 years. You are an ancient. In him we move, 
in him we have our being. In him we have our existence. Our existence is in him, not in the womb of our mother. God bless our mothers. However, they only carry our frame. God carry our spirit. At the point, all came together in the womb of our mother. How wonderful it is. So if you are going to be counting the number of your days, where should you start from? So when we say long life, what is long life actually? When we say he died prematurely, are you sure it is premature death? <laughs> the person has been living long ago, 2,000 years ago, even before now. Are you, and he died on earth at age 30, you say he's premature death? No one dies prematurely, except that it is their body that died prematurely. But they themselves never died. I'm here. You are older than you look. You are not a grandmother, you are a grandfather, but you are old. Are we here? You are old. You are old. When you see Jesus, you will not see him with gray hair. Because he's not an old man. Yet he has lived beyond 2,000 years. The people who are dead, your grandfathers, your great-grandparents, when you meet them in the spirit realm, you will not see them as grandparents. You will see them young. Okay. Some of you who dream about the dead, the people who, who died in your life. If you count the number of days or the years they died, if you should meet them again, at least they should have aged, they, have, they should have grown, their face should have changed to a particular point, at least they should have has some level of beer, plenty of beer, because at least they have grown. But when you see them even in your dream, you say they are still the same person. How? There is nothing like age in the realms of the spirit. No man ages in the realms of that say it's called the ancient of days. He's an ancient, yet he doesn't age. And we are in. So what then is your birthday? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> My name is Desmond Bochy. My father's name is this and that. My mother's name is this and that. I live in this and that. And I am this year's old. <laughs> are you sure you're that year old? How old are you? How are your days numbered by God? So, just to cut it short, understand that when we are talking about the numbers of days, we are talking about the numbers of days for your flesh, your body. Your body. But not for your spirit. Because your spirit is eternal and your spirit cannot be numbered. For God has no beginning, neither has he an end. And if we came out of God, we equally have no beginning. We equally have no birthday. 
Because we were in God and He gave that to us. And that is why we are more intelligent than our parents. And our children coming will be more intelligent than us because they are still spending time with God. They are having more information than we are having now. So as they spend more time with God and they come, they are more knowledgeable because they have seen more things in the spirit that we ever saw. We left God's presence quickly. We left the instant of God quickly. Literally speaking. Are we there? We equally have no beginning. I'm not talking about your flesh, I'm talking about your spirit. But your flesh has a beginning. It began from your mother's womb, not when you came out. But again, you can still follow the earthly system. And say your birthday is this, you can still celebrate it. No problem. But understand that your days cannot be numbered, one. Number two, you cannot die prematurely. So let no one's curse even make you fear. And give no permission to anyone to be able to terminate your life. Are my days numbered? My flesh, the days of my flesh is numbered. But my days are not numbered. The days of my flesh is numbered because at a point in time, my flesh will bother, my flesh will give up. My flesh will not move. Its days are numbered. But the days of my spirit is not numbered. Myself, I am not numbered. We are saved. We are being saved. And we will be saved. What then will be saved? Our flesh. Scripture says, on the day the book of Corinthians, that we shall receive a different body, an incorruptible body. Our body will be transformed and we will be raptured to the heavens. Because we cannot enter heaven with this our flesh, but our flesh will be transformed. So then our flesh then is being saved also on the day of rapture. Our flesh, our soul, our spirit, all takes place. So we are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If there are any questions, I'll take them now. Let's do this quickly.